Welcome to the Major League Eventing Podcast, the show for eventing fans by eventing fans. And Karen, this is a special bonus episode. Oh, yeah. Our very first uh, compilation by popular request, Karen. Um, it has been requested that we compiled all of the advice from all of our guests from mm-hmm. all of our episodes. Um, so this is going to be the first edition of the advice compilation. Yes. So, so many guests with great advice. So, so many guests with great advice. Um, so what we're going to, so this is kind of fun because this, mm-hmm. we're, we're going in kind of order. So what we're doing is we're going all the way back to episode one mm-hmm. with Caitlin Silliman, Caitlin Silliman. So this is kind of fun also, cause it's kind of a little bit of a trip down memory lane. Our first two episodes mm-hmm. were number one was Caitlin Silliman and then John Nunn right. of Nunn Finer in Bitter Britain, um, who after this interview, he sold Bitter Britain. However, What's kind of cool, a little behind the scenes stuff, mm-hmm. a little bit cringy because we don't like to hear ourselves talk, especially <laughs> early on. So really cool fact about that. Fun fact number one is, do you remember who our very first interview was, interview that we recorded was with? Was it John? John. So we recorded with John mm-hmm. first, early in the morning. Very was, early. Early in the morning. He was in Aiken. And then our second interview was with Caitlin Silliman. Caitlin Silliman, who we go way back with. So we owe them both a ton for putting up with us. I mean, you have two of us just saying, hey, we're starting a podcast. Could we interview you? And they were both awesome and did that. They sure were. Um, so basically, this is our first 25 interviews. So we start with Caitlin. Do you remember who our last one is in this group? It's going to be Windora Crew. The Windora Working oh. Student Crew. So. <laughs> Um, we thought that was a good place to stop. And I think mm-hmm. what we'll do is we'll put out another 25 or so depends. We don't want to make these too long where people, uh, you know, get tired of listening or run out of time. So we want to sprinkle them out probably between now and over the new year. You know, we've done a lot of shows and we've had a lot of great advice, and a lot of great writers. Mm-hmm. So we wanted to do that. Um, big shout out to two of these early guests here. Also, when the concept of doing this podcast came out, I personally reached out to two writers and asked their opinion on this. Uh, one was Erica Nessler. Yes. And the other was Andrew McConnell. Yes. And before we started this, we I reached out to both of these people and said, hey, this is the concept. This is the idea. What do you guys think? And they were both super, super on board. So they're also in this first 25 and they're great interviews. So we actually interviewed Erica in her home. Mm-hmm. Um, her son was even, he was there and he hopped on with us yes, a little bit. Yep. So we did a lot of different stuff back then. Um, but the show, the essence of the show has never changed. This question of asking writers their opinion, their their, their advice for either young people or amateurs or, or whatever it might be has always been a staple of the show from, yes. from episode one. So we've got some pretty cool names on this list, Karen. We sure do. Felicia Barr, Hector Payne from Great Britain. Chris Talley. Clayton Fredericks. Doug Payne. Doug Payne, Sarah Gambiner. Um, a lot of really cool, cool people. Dr. Mm-hmm. Kevin Keene. Mm-hmm. Holly Bennett. Molly Kinneman. So we hope that you give this a listen. 
We hope you enjoy. Let us know how you like it. And we'll plan on keeping these coming out. So without further ado, enjoy the show. Welcome to the Major League Eventing Podcast, the show for eventing fans by eventing fans. I'm Rob. And I'm Karen. On today's show, we chat with four-star eventer, Caitlin Silliman. Caitlin, welcome to the show. Do you happen to have any sort of advice for a young rider wanting to make it to the highest level of the sport? Um, I think the biggest thing is uh, as a kid and you, you're looking at everybody riding, I think everyone thinks you have to have a huge pocketbook and it's important, but you can do it without money too. You just have to, you have to show up every day. I think that working in a professional's program, like going to dive into it. If you can work for a professional full time, um, it's tough with school, but take a gap year. Um, if you want to do it as a professional and you want to ride at the top level, you've got to be around it all day, every day. Are you, are you, uh, are you from the Boyd Martin school of no, no college? The, 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 <laughs> no, 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 the, the, the Boyd Martin school of no school. <laughs> I, I actually got a medical degree from Windura. On today's show, we chat with John Nunn. The advice that I give everybody is, uh, you know, um, do the most important thing at every given moment. And, you know, and um, and, uh, you know, don't just talk about things, write them down and make them happen. Now, I always say write them down because I truly believe in that. I believe in that you have to have that dedication and it's got to be in your face so write it down where you're going to see it all the time and make it work That's um, a great advice. it's so easy for, it's so easy for things to get bias and you know write them down and just make it put it right in your face you know make it like yeah put it right there on that uh, on that refrigerator door so you can't open it unless you uh see what you're gonna you know you're going to uh, uh have to get through that day whatever you know write list and make them check them off and make them work and get excited about it so erica nestler the time and the work that goes into it and i'm not talking about just the writing um you know i'm i'm talking about going and setting fences for people Mm -hmm. going and watching and learning and and from different people Competing is great. I mean, going out there and competing is phenomenal, but you have to be willing to put the time in. I mean, you guys know you have a son who's a working student and I saw him up here all winter long, you know, driving at 4.30 at night in the dark and hacking down the road to the yeah. indoor. And I'm like, oh my gosh, it's like zero degrees now, Joey. <laughs> you know, but that's, it's, it's, and patience and time. And if you think you're struggling then it's okay keep struggling keep picking away at it like follow that dream but also don't forget about life too Mm -hmm. and i i would say you know looking back thank god i had a son when i did or a kid when i did because he kind of grounded me right and even though this sport is phenomenal and we have our goals you know you still have this little person, right? That's you're responsible for. And sometimes you do have to put your dreams or you have to figure out how to make it all work. 
Um, but I would, I would definitely say the de- the dedication and to cleaning tack, to mucking stalls, to, you know, clipping, like no one's above anything, like do it and you will have something special with your horse. And then in turn, your horse will most likely do a little bit better job for you. Whitney Weston. My advice would be get a solid base, see as much and learn as much as you can. And then once you are able to get your training program together, keep learning, but also trust your gut. That's that's one thing I think we're all trying to learn as we keep moving on that, you know, if you've done your homework and you've really searched out there, you can trust your gut. Chris Talley. Um, you know, I think to kind of follow your dream um, and find something that really is your dream. I think it's, you know, whether that is to go three star or go to Kentucky or, you know, go to the Olympics, um, you know, just try to try to hone in on what exactly you want to do. You know, not everybody in this sport is alike, um, which is the beauty of it. Some people just want to be like for myself, example, um, if I ride on the Olympic team one day, that's the icing on the cake, but that's not my end all be all in my mindset. Um, you know, I want to have really successful horses and, um, I want to, you know, be able to produce each horse as hard as they can go. And, um, I love the beauty in every one of the horses. So for me, it's just developing each horse, um, and seeing how far they go. Um, if, again, like I said, if I make an Olympic team or any team that's icing on the cake, but everybody has a different goal and everybody has a different dream. So I think, you know, try to focus in on that. And, um, for me, it's great to have a support system. I don't think you can kind of get anywhere on your own. Um, so try to find people who really bring out the best in you and um, run with it. Sarah Gumbiner. I mean, I do. I have quite a bit of advice, but I'll, <laughs> I'll keep it short. I think, um, first of all, I think that, they, that young riders should take every single opportunity that, that comes to them, even if it comes in the shape of a fuzzy, naughty 13 one-hand pony. <laughs> Um, I think that, you know, people reward um, hardworking, dedicated young riders. Um, and I think that, so if they take every opportunity and they just keep their eye on the prize, um, you know, and don't let anything, don't let them, don't let anything deter them, you know. I hear a lot of people say they don't have the money or, you know, they can't afford to be a working student or whatever. And, you know, it all depends on what your goals are. Um, but if you're, if you have your eyes on Kentucky, you can't let that stuff get in your way because it's super easy to make excuses and, and it's not going to get you anywhere. Yeah. So you might as well just, you know, dig deep and just do everything you possibly can and work really hard. And if you find the right people, they're going to push you in the, in the right direction. Yeah. Dan and Caitlin classing. Well, I think if you're considering it, you need to commit to going for, at least a day just to be in the barn and sort of get a feel for the program. Um, and then I would always recommend that you talk to past working students for whatever program you're considering and talk to them about what they got out of it, what they felt the strengths of the program were. Um, and make sure that when you go into your working student position, you're able to say 
um, this is what I want to get out of this experience and don't just go into it um, sort of letting your bosses wonder what it is that Mm -hmm. you're trying to learn and what it is that you're hoping to get out of it because that helps us out a lot. Coach Daniel Stewart. Big shots are just little shots that never stop shooting. Wow. <laughs> you know, Goal. big shots are just are just little shots that never quit, never give up. And and you guys, you know, you know somebody who has who's been knocked down and they keep getting back up, but they keep getting up with a smile and they keep getting up, patting somebody else on the back. Jenny Brannigan. Yeah, I think finding a group of people who are willing to support you and people that you're willing to give back to is the most important part because you think the team's going to be there for you or you think blah, blah, blah is going to be there for you. But at the end of the day, it's the family that you create around you that truly has your back and they are worth more than anything. And those people should know they're special and, and back them hard and they'll back you. And I think that finding your own family and niche in the sport is really important because it's not easy. It is heartbreaking. And um, the good times are great, but the, you know, if they're not always uh, the most frequent, I think we go through a lot of ups and downs and you need to have that solid foundation of people in your crew to have your back because Mm -hmm. those are going to be the people you can actually trust. (laughs) Welcome to the show, Dr. Kevin Keene. Dr. Kevin Keene, thank you for coming to the show. There was a book that was written, which Mark Todd and um, Andrew Nicholson and Blythe Tate, two-time world champion, Blythe Tate from New Zealand, uh, Phil Dunn, they've all contributed to. Um, and it's called The Aussie and Kiwi Secret to Success. And I, I've read it, of course, because I've read nearly all these horse books. Um, I have a whole library of them. And th- there's a couple really good um, lines in there. And one of them, and, and this one, this was in Phil's chapter, and he says, basically, you have to know your horse. And I think, you know, caring for a horse after you know, hard work, or let's say at a three-day event, what you must do is know every small innuendo about your horse so that you know when they're doing something that is different, not comfortable, and out of character for their their health and comfort and soundness. So observing and knowing your horse is very, very key. And um, I think with eventing, and one of the things I always liked about eventing, um, which is is different than some of the other disciplines, um, you know, where maybe somebody will just get on a horse and just do a, do a catch ride on it. You'll see a jockey show up in, a, in the paddock and perhaps ride a racehorse that they've never sat on before, which shows how phenomenally talented they are that they can guide a horse through a, a, a race that they haven't been on before. But in eventing, one of the things I always liked is that um, most of the riders, they're, they're very close to their horse. They spend quite a lot of time with them because eventing has three phases, but the triathlete of the equine world, there's a lot of fitness that has to be done. Dressage um, certainly has challenged me my whole life and will continue to do so. And, you know, um, some of us, uh, uh, you know, we always are getting better, but, you know, I think in particular for some people, it's, it's more, more of a struggle. It takes great sensitivity and balance. And um, so you spend a lot of time doing it. And so you tend to be with your horse a lot. When you have a horse that you've done hard competition with, let's say they ran a CIC, which is basically a horse trial under FBI rules, or a CCI, which is a you know, full format, three-day event, the way that we do it now, um, knowing anything different about your horse is what's really key. You know, when do they feel tired? And, and a great challenge in eventing is 
you know, the majority of horses are, you know, feeling some change or, or tiredness throughout the a CCI. You know, you get to the end of a 10 and a half minute or 11 minute course, you, you know, your horse might feel different for that last, you know, minute and a half or whatever, you know, where they're beginning to, um, uh, you know, they've been galloping for a long time and still have jumps to jump. It's very important to know how to um, kind of nurture your horse through that, that, you know, last bit and then what to do with them afterwards. And I think on one of our future podcasts, we can, we can have a whole, um, a whole podcast on what you do with the horse in the moment you get off of them at a three day event, because we've done an awful lot of it for a a lot of years. And uh, that's one of the jobs that I, I have that I, um, that I do all the time, uh, you know, in in many different places around the, around the country and, and, you know, really around the world. Molly Kinnaman. So I was lucky to go work for Jill Walton for some different summers and I came out here and I did the racehorse thing. Um, and I never in my wildest dreams would would have thought that like I could have gone and be a working student with Philip Dutton or with Boyd Martin or with any of those mm-hmm. guys. So before you go out on business on your own, like go and learn from as many people as you can. Uh, even if you think that whatever they're offering you in exchange isn't worth it. Cause the and, and be open ears, like be there longer than they ask you to be. Help more than you're asked to help and uh, the things that I think you'll find people will give back to you in exchange are unsurmountable. So, yeah. Don't be afraid to ask. For don't that be word. afraid to ask. Yeah. Yeah. Don't be afraid to ask. And I, so I wish that I had sort of known about that earlier. Um, just cause you know, when you go to start on your own, there's all these things you don't know you need to know until you need to know them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I have, I have been around a lot in my lifetime before ever having my own business. So I really, ha- I feel like I have a unique upbringing that most people these days wouldn't. So even more so, I think it'd be important to, you know, go and work for free if that's what they want you to do to as many different people as you can. Um, so I, but I, it's easy for me to say, like, I've, my husband says, like, I'm the, literally one of the craziest horse girls he's ever met. He says he's met a lot of them. Uh, but, like, I would, if I didn't have to sleep, I would just keep going all day long. Like, really? I, I love, it. love it. So wow. I have, I've tried, and, you know, especially lately, this last couple of months, to learn about, you know, the importance of time off and importance of doing other things. Um. Uh, welcome to the show, Justine Dutton. Do you have any advice for an up and coming rider? Uh, <laughs> get another job. <laughs> no, just kidding. Um, <laughs> um, I guess it, you know, I mean, the normal work hard, gain experience, be humble. Uh, don't say no, you know, like one of my first owners, um, was someone, uh, Patty Weiser and her husband, um, they actually owned Finn, um, but they owned a couple of horses before that. But um, they bought their kids, their five-year-old at the time, to me, um, asking for up-down lessons. And I didn't even have a ring at this time. I kind of taught kids in the field across the street from the barn. And um, I said, absolutely. And so I would teach this kid up-down lessons in the field um and then it kind of evolved into you know much more Hmm. um but you never know where something's gonna go you know
He's a four-star eventer. Awesome. FBI dressage rider. Okay. Grand Prix show jumper. Okay. He's an author. Wow. Uh, he's a mechanical engineer. All right. Does it all. And a pilot. Oh, my God. Want to welcome Doug I, I, I think Doug. we can uh, bring that back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's there. Well, A, it's not going to be an easy road. And it's honestly, it's not for everybody. Um, but you know, if you're, if you're really driven to do it, um, people are going to help you out. So, you know, obviously I think putting forth the effort is, is the biggest thing. There's, there's probably, you know, we got, we got a lot of people come in as working students and, you know, nearly everyone And first they ask, okay, what do you want to do with your life and all that kind of stuff? Oh, I'm going to be a professional writer. Right. But you can probably within the first two hours, tell okay that one's not going to make it this one you know that was on and but but it instantly it happens because the the people that are really engaged and try to make the most of all of their time and frankly there's a lot to be learned you know say in a working student position you know we end up over time as we get to be obviously more comfortable but also understand their riding skill set and you know what horses they work well with and others and you know you end up probably riding a little bit more a little less whatever and that sort of thing but frankly even being around them or um we're like we're very lucky having courtney here um you know what's going to be learned even just in care maintenance feeding whatever all that sort of stuff is going to translate in the future especially if that's what your goal is to do so mm-hmm. i think take advantage of all of the chances and, and and opportunities you can and then very lucky in this day and age uh that really wasn't available to us i sound really old doing this but like <laughs> hit up youtube and like on youtube watch people ride you know obviously good people right watch people ride that are a like body type to you so yeah i'm six three so i'm gonna watch uh nicholson or fox pit or um you know any of these taller guys for me, not that I'm not going to learn anything, but I'm very good friends with Buck Davidson. But like what he does and I do are going to be totally different, right. not at all because, you know, somebody's better or worse. But, you know, Jess actually would learn more from watching Buck than I would. Jess is 5'4". Buck is probably, I don't know. I don't know how tall he is. He's probably three feet tall. Yeah. <laughs> um, We're trying to get the guy on the show someday. Come yeah, on, then. exactly. <laughs> Exactly. I'll make a good. I'll, I'll make it. That was old, Doug. Yeah, exactly. Note to no, self: but, edit, but really, edit. But in the... all seriousness, like somebody that's that's shorter, find somebody. You know, watch, pick somebody that is shorter that is very good at what they do, and watch how they do it because there's um, there's going to be different ways that um, you know, people people get things done, and I think your body type does play a, a pretty big role in it. Gotcha. Yeah. Andrew McConnell. Uh, good question. I think working student programs are really, really good. You can, um, especially for somebody that's on a budget like myself, um, you have access to a lot of education, whether it be on the ground. And I think a lot of people overlook that just because you're not on a horse doesn't mean that you can't be learning. Um, so if you're, if you're lacking the funds to have your own horse or horses, then working student is great. You can, um, watch and help and then hopefully have a chance to be on some of the horses and take them for hacks. All of that is really important. Um, and I think, I think going to Europe is really pretty exciting and might seem difficult, 
but could really help um, certain riders. And I think it all all depends on um, where they are and what they're looking for. I You don't have to go when you're 20, and you don't have to wait until you're 30. Um, whenever suits you and you have a, a time, if if one can make it over there, it really is an incredible time. Um, so yeah, there's lots of different things you can do, but surround yourself with good horses and good horse people. Um, and I think that will help you progress the quickest. Awesome. Allie Saxon. Allie Saxon. Welcome to the show. Like, do you have any words of wisdom? I think, you know, if you're contemplating doing this as a profession, I strongly encourage people to go out and work under, you know, Top level riders are, you know, not necessarily they don't have to be, you know, the hugest programs in the world, but go work for a couple different people and see everybody runs it differently. And that's one thing that I've definitely picked up as I've worked for different people and worked under different people is everybody's businesses or the way they run their barn is different. And what I've done is taken a little bit from each person that I've worked for or trained under and kind of incorporate that into my business. Um, and I think working as a working student, which I know your youngest is currently doing, is um, it, it's a lot of work. Yeah. <laughs> working student is a perfect term for it because it shows you the hours and the mental strength you need to do this as a job. Um, you know, even though right now having the little one, I'm not in the barn as much as I was, you know, maybe a year ago in terms of riding as many horses and whatnot, the the mental strength to to handle this as a job, as a career, as a sport is, is a lot. You know, some days you have, you know, a person tell you you're the worst thing in the world and blah, 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 because they're having a bad day. They don't really mean it, but it really knocks you down. And you have to be able to, like, you know, rationalize to yourself, okay, you know, I've got to move on. It's just one person's opinion. You know, it's not the end of the world. Mm-hmm. And I think... I've struggled with that and learning how to handle that and deal with that. And it's definitely something that as a young adult is hard to handle, but I think the you can be the most talented rider. You can be, you know, have the best owners and most sponsors, but if you mentally aren't able to handle the sport, then maybe it's not the right one, right for you, I guess mm-hmm. is a good way to put it. Felicia Barr. Felicia Barr, welcome to the show. So do you have any sort of advice for an up-and-coming rider who who's thinking about making a career in this industry? Um, yeah, so I guess just understand that it's, it's like 60% disappointment and hard work and grit and tears and but you just have to keep fighting for that that other 40%. I mean, this sport is incredible, and it, it takes so much out of you. But when you're there and you, you're looking back at everything, I mean, I, I remember there are days I would come home and I was so tired that I would just, like, pass out on the couch. You know, the, the second I got home, like, still in all my barn clothes, and mm-hmm. I would wake up the next morning with my alarm going off, um, and, you know, there are days where it doesn't seem realistic or, you know, you question everything and you just keep kicking on and you just pick a goal and kick on towards it. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've always set my goal at the beginning of the year 
this is what I want to do by the end of the year, or this is what I want to accomplish. And I think by setting realistic, but, you know, obtainable, but difficult goals for yourself, it, it kind of keeps everything on track. It's our first international call to a guest. It, it, yeah, I know. And this guest is super cool. Um, this is Hector Payne from Great Britain. He's getting ready to run at Burley for his first time. So, um, it's, yeah, it's, it's a yeah, it's that's a difficult one. Um, I think you you have to relax. I've found it easier as it's gone on. When you're first here, or when you first do it, you you sort of you want to ride all the horses yourself, and you, you can't sort of can't let go. You want to do it. It's been done properly and things, but it's surrounding yourself with a good team. That was. Um, part of my reason for moving back where I was. I've got um, a brilliant support team um, that I, I use the same farrier that William uses, um, Tigger Barnes, he's a good friend of mine and he does a, does a brilliant job and straight on board. And um, Charlie Farrow, who's spent time as Jackie's pot second head at Williams for five years or so, she's um, She's helping manage my yard and things and spends four days a week here, which makes a huge difference and stuff. And I think that that is sort of you, you can't do it on your own. Mm -hmm. So it's having that support team and stuff. Um, I, I think the biggest thing for anyone is sort of trying to do what I'm, I'm doing. Um, and maybe I've heard it mentioned on your podcast before, but it is doing your time working for other people and um, learning the ropes. Uh, more and more people seem to be getting to sort of the age 18 over here and thinking, right, I'm going to set up on my own and do this and that. But unless you've been in the yard and seen it and, and done the, the hard yards, you, you're slightly shortcutting, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I, I would, I personally feel, and um, there, there is no better there's no substitute really for getting that experience and seeing the different ways it, it can be done there there's no right way but that you can definitely um you can definitely do it the wrong way as well sure mm -hmm. for sure uh we have clayton fredericks clayton fredericks welcome to the show so if you had any advice for a young rider wanting to make a career in this sport uh what would it be Uh, what would it be? Um, well, be prepared to understand that it's very, very hard work and that I think to be successful at this sport, you need to be able to do a lot of everything. I mean, certainly you should see the bits that I'm doing just to try to pay the bills. Uh, it's hard to just be a pure athlete. Um, if, obviously, if you can set yourself to, to do that, then you've you've got a huge advantage, but, um, you know, it is hard to be a pure athlete. When I say that, you know, few people in our in sport don't have to give a lesson and, you know, can just get up and get out and think about what their six competition horses have to do to, to win. To find that have that luxury, um, so you know that means that you're going to be prepared to do a lot of work uh, to get to that to get to that stage. 
Today's show, we have a Canadian eventer, Canadian Olympic eventer, yes, ma'am. Holly Bennett. Um, you don't have to work harder than you think. <laughs> and um, I'm, I'm a goal setter and plan, planner. Like, I always work back from, like, the end of the year and then always, like, a two-year goal. And I think that's been important. That's something to work to so you're not just doing the same thing over and over and over. And half the time, you end up doing better than you thought you would. And if this is something you really want to do, I think you need to surround yourself with people that have the good, like, work ethic and want to work just as hard as you and have the same goals and dreams, you know? Like, I went to be a working student at Bruce Davidson's, and that was the hardest two years of my life, wow. but it also set me up to, you know, be the person I am. Like, I'd never broken babies before, and I didn't know how to do that, and, like, pack trunks to go compete at early, and, you know, I, I got to jump eagle line. <laughs> Yeah, you know, wow. Just, I've never worked so hard in my entire life either. Like, wow. we work seven days a week, 70 hours, 80 hours, 90 hours. Gosh, I don't even know. <laughs> you know but you got to be willing to work hard because this sport's too demanding just to think you're going to roll in and go in because that doesn't happen. Uh, the great Colleen Rutledge, thank you for coming to the yeah, show. welcome. Honestly, go to school get your get your business classes and know how to actually know what mistakes you're making even if you still make them <laughs> um you know and it's it's some of and know what your strengths are and be willing to work on them but also be willing to find people that fill your strengths like i said i suck at selling i am horrible at selling <laughs> i cannot sell to save my life <laughs> um you know it's not something that i do well and i you know i get people who are good at it to do it for me 
And I help them, you know, by doing what I'm good at, which is taking horses, figuring out what's going on and figuring out how to get the best out of them. Um, you know, those are, or teaching them how to ride better or teaching this or teaching that. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's knowing where your strengths lie. So, you know, the best, the, the best advice is really and truly work on your weaknesses, but know when to fill them. We're in for it tonight. Oh, I know we are. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we're at the beautiful Windora, USA, in Parkerville. Mm -hmm. And um, we are with the behind the scenes crew that keeps this whole place rolling. Yes. So, oh my gosh, this is going to be Karen. I think we're in for it. I know. It's going to be interesting. So beware, <laughs> listeners, beware. So without further ado, Karen Annie. All right. So we're just going to go around. Everyone, if you could just introduce yourself, give your name, your age, where you're from, how long you've been at Windora, your position here, and what horse you're riding and what level you're riding at. All right. Um, my name is Bradley Champagne. Uh, I'm from Canada. I've uh, been here for uh, four years. I literally do everything. Like today, I <laughs> killed... So. <laughs> um, well, well, we, when we I, rolled in today, Bradley was like, literally also, in a beer suit. Bee suit. Yeah, so, you know, it's fine. Um, and then uh, I am 24, and I do prelim, intermediate, kind of up and down. Right on. Then, so. Awesome. Yeah. What, what horse are you on? Paul LaRue W. Awesome. Cool. Nice. Hi. My name is Kevy G. I am... 20 years old, from Oxford, 15 minutes down the road, you know, so it's a little, little nice drive on the way here. <laughs> um, I've been at Windura for, I think, over a year, but six months, or oh, eight months for Boyd and the rest of the time with uh, the dressage girls and Silva. Okay. My position is whatever there's work needs to be done. I just go to the honcho there you go. and I'm told what to do. And there I go. There he goes. There you so go. awesome. Yeah. Also ride Thanks. Men. Can you ride oh, men? And I ride men occasionally. I'm Sydney Hageman. I'm from Kentucky. I'm 24. I've been at Windor for only three months. Um, I'm a working student and I have a young horse here named Charmore and we are just, uh, competing at Beginner Novice. <laughs> Hi, um, I'm Kate Irvine from Australia, Brisbane. I'm 19 years old. I've been at Windura for just over a month now, uh, working as a student, a uh, working student, um, leasing a horse over here called OB Brave and competing at novice level. What do you compete at at home? Um, Pre-novice, but we have like a whole different... Different, different, yeah. Okay. Whatever it's a different it is in system. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm uh, Joe Bowersox. I'm uh, 18 years old. Uh, I'm right down the road from Rising Sun, Maryland. It's around where Fairhill is. It's in David in their in their house. Really, you can say that. You can just say it's in my backyard. Yeah, he lives in Robin Karen's basement. <laughs> He's that guy. Uh, I've been at I've been working here for about four years, and I'm a 
I've been a working student all those years. And uh, I ride a horse named Min, and I've been competing uh, one-star prelim level for a while. What's his full name, Joe? Uh, Minotaur du Passois. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> and uh, I share it with Kevin sometimes. <laughs> um, so I'm Ariel. I'm 18. I'm from Jersey. Uh, I've been at Windura for almost a year, and I'm a working student. I ride Dutch Times, and we currently go advanced. And that's all I got. And I don't live in your basement. Hi, I'm Sophie Middlebrook. I'm 22. I'm from Massachusetts. And I've been working at Windura for almost two years now as just a working student. And I'm currently competing my horse, Candy Jane, at the training level. Awesome. Hi, my name is Stephanie Simpson. I'm 28. Um, I'm from Vermont. I've been at Windura for almost four months now um, as Boyd's groom. I have an off-the-track thoroughbred that I'm competing at the preliminary level, sometimes successfully. (laughs) (laughs) Depends on the day. Uh, Anyone? Anyone can actually answer this question so, actually everybody should answer yeah this everyone <laughs> give 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 something um what piece of advice would you give to someone wanting to be a working student all right here we go coffee ariel says coffee you need to do more than one word answer let's start let's do round the robin again bradley i honestly think that you just need to have like really thick Again, because I mean, there's days when it's hard, and there's days that you know some people wouldn't hang around, or especially here because it's you know we don't have an indoor, we don't have a actual like anything to get oh, out of the weather. rain or snow or 110 degree heat or you know. So um, yeah, I think you just need to be able to like kind of just work every day and. And then, like, later on in your time here, you know, you figure out, oh, you know, hanging around actually does help a lot, so. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Kevin, what say you? What's the question again? <laughs> so, if someone wanted to come work at the farm, if someone wanted to work and do, like, your job or work in student position, do you have a piece of advice for anybody? Just, just do everything right. That's Amen. The first time. Don't make mistakes. Don't make any mistakes. And if you make mistakes, you like I fix them or you address it. If it's a big mistake, then you address it. Hey, I messed up. There you and go. You we fix love it. Kevin. Mm-hmm. Kevin's a fan. Kevin's a fan favorite. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sydney, what say you? Um, I would say bring a good work ethic and make sure, like, if you. If nobody's telling you what to do, find something to do rather than sitting around on your phone or eating a snack, waiting mm-hmm. around to be told what to do. Snacks. Love snacks. <laughs> love Nothing wrong. Snacks. You can walk and eat snacks and work and eat snacks. Trust me. Uh, snacks are a huge snacks piece of are my day. Essential to this place. Um, and if you do buy snacks, bring plenty for others because <laughs> they will help themselves. Really, at the end of the They're gonna help themselves. Kate, you're up. Oh. 
Well, it's it kind of follows on from Sydney's, but what I learned very quickly is if you do bring food, make sure you have enough for everyone because it really, it, 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 it disappears by the end of the day. If you have something, it just slowly trickles down. <laughs> um, but no, all seriousness, like, honestly, if you're out there doing it, like, I don't know, like, I learned very quickly to just keep doing stuff. Don't stop. Yeah. True. <laughs> um, but yeah, if you do that, you're you're sweet. Yeah, you man. got this, Joey. What say you, buddy? Uh, Tips for Jojo. <laughs> <laughs> um, I say if, if you really want to do this, you can't do it halfway. You kind of have to just go all the way in and it's just natural. try your best. And you're gonna make mistakes, but you'll learn. Not according to Kevy G. <laughs> no one, no one could be Kevy G. <laughs> it's like a hard standard to work Very with because no one's ever going to be that. So. Ariel, tips. Uh, you definitely have to be able to adapt quickly. Uh, there's really no time to sit back and think, "What am I going to like? How am I going to deal with it?" You just got to head in and do it. Uh, I, not adapt quickly to weather. Adapt quickly to schedule adapt quickly to different horses so a lot of it is just being able to change quickly sophie advice for Um, that young working student yeah i guess like no like just work and don't make any excuses for yourself and no task is too ridiculous to do (laughs) every task is valid if it's horse related or not be related be related maybe like bradley today um yeah no just never have an expectation of i should be doing something else or i should be on a horse or this or that you're not too good for anything you should be taking every task like it's important gotcha head groom oh god uh Everybody took my ideas, but (laughs) I would just say, like, be realistic with yourself. If you don't have a certain skill set, like, be willing to learn and ask questions. Like, don't just not do something or just do it wrong and hope nobody notices, you know, just kind of ask for help. Everybody always is willing to help. They'd rather you ask than just assume or not do something. And I think a little bit realistic as far as what your goals are. You know, everybody says they want to go to a four star, but when you ask them to come to a show with you at 4 a.m. and they're like, eh, I don't really want to. Like, you gotta, <laughs> you know, be realistic about what you want to do. Gotcha. Amen. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed today's show. Please like Major League Venning on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And join our community, Major League Venners, on Facebook. Cheers! Cheers!